Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Riots in the inauguration and armed protests in okay. Let's make sure we've got everything in its proper place. I want an inauguration that is smooth and simple, that shows the citizenry and civilians doesn't show off the military. That's how we show we're different. Honestly, that's how we show we're better. There are 20,000 National Guard troops that are going to be there. That is more, as has been described, as Trump's inauguration and Obama's first inauguration combined. Now, Trump's inauguration had more than Obama's first inauguration or second inauguration, almost combined. He had 10,000. And we certainly saw a lot of people engaged in riotous activity during his inauguration. It wasn't just the weirdos sitting on the ground screaming no, like that somehow means something. Those people need to be checked. They're not okay. We're talking about the violence that took place in the city, in Washington, D.C., on the day of the inauguration, 2017. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833, you got Tony, 833-468-8669. Right now, you've got National Guard troops all around the Capitol, in the Capitol, and they're sleeping on the floor. Kurt Schlichter, uh, uh, the retired uh, full bird, author, columnist, he'll be with us a little bit later, because he's out of his head about what he's seeing, the clear photo op photos that are making their way to you and me. I have no problem with the National Guard being there. I have a problem with the idea that we think this thing could be violent. And I have a problem knowing the way these organizations work of people engaging in violence to try and blame others. But I don't take away that there were people who supported President Trump who engaged in violence and, yes, made our lives difficult. Let's just say so. They made our lives difficult. And honestly, it sucks. But it is key and paramount to note two things. A, we are not them. And B, we should say so, that no one should be like them. I, the other day, was reading to you the Declaration of Independence because it is important that we read a document that is based on revolution. A Declaration of Independence is the the Revolutionary War. This is what it is. If you were to ask those people who stormed the Capitol, whatever, I don't know what they're calling it anymore. I can't can't keep up. They would tell you, well, there's an issue with the election. Maybe that's what they would tell you. They could tell you other things, I guess. Issue with the election. Have you ever gone through how many things they describe in the Declaration of Independence? The line is so clear But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Did you catch the line before that? 
prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. The importance of this is the recognition that, look, we're not just pissed about one thing. Man, this has been going on for a while. This wasn't, you know, you got a bad day at work, came home, and got a little loud. No, no, no. This is an ongoing thing of abuse, and we're done. It's not us, it's you, King George. And they proceed to label one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hold on, I'm, 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 I'm at eight. Uh, I think I think I had it right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 16. I can't count that high. They just start labeling all of the transgressions. The schmucks at the Capitol were labeling off transgressions, were they? What declaration did they make? Hey, look, we're following a shaman because we're schmucks. If you want to discuss what it means to say we can no longer have this government, let us have that conversation. But that conversation is deep and doesn't stop because one guy is like, nope, one abuse is too many for me. It's not about I favor abuses. It's that I favor utilizing the system to stop them from happening. I favor utilizing our minds to get people to change theirs. Let me ask you, when was the last time troops were quartered in your homes? When's the last time you were not allowed to engage in trade? Taxes without your consent, depriving people of trial by jury, transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretend offenses. Suspending legislatures, declaring them invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. Look, you can have specific arguments in specific places, but you don't have this. Cutting off trade while they stopped me from working because of coronavirus. No, that wasn't the federal government. That may be your state or that may be your mayor. So maybe you need to place your focus there. You still don't have an excuse for the capital. The argument should be that you do not engage for, for this. I don't like what happened with parts of the election. What I can do is accept an election. I can also accept that there were issues and I can work on those issues. But a bunch of fools storming the Capitol and you think I'm gonna call them freedom fighters, you're out of your head. That is not a support for Representative Ocasio-Cortez or Senator Bernie Sanders. These are bad people as I see them with really awful ideas. Representative Ocasio-Cortez and her Ministry of Truth, this idea of media literacy, do you know how diseased that is? She said the words. We need to have media literacy. We need to be able to ensure that disinformation isn't getting out there. You know what the first step is, right? That's right, you're listening to it. Talk radio, gone. Gone. Let me say it again. 
gone. If you don't think the first step in in Ocasio-Cortez's media literacy is getting rid of talk radio and everybody you know and love, you have no idea. Of course we're it. If you can silence people on social media, the touchstone becomes talk radio. Your local talk station, your local morning show, syndicated shows, regional shows, all of it becomes the touchstone for information. What is old is new again. There's nothing more immediate and nothing more live, nothing more interconnected than radio. TV can't come close. This is it. This is where so much conservative thought is able to live and breathe and prosper in a free market because people want it. And it's far more entertaining. They're going to come after it like it's their job. Because allowing other thoughts to go out into the world is their job. I'm sorry, not allowing other thoughts to go out into the world. Stopping them from going out into the world. Because those other thoughts are diseased. Those other thoughts are terrible. Those other thoughts are mean and bigoted. And we must stop them in order to save people from having to hear them. They are antithetical to the very experience of free speech. I don't believe that they're good or decent or moral people. But I don't believe that the people who stormed the Capitol brought us any value. As a matter of fact, I think they diminished value greatly. They made our lives difficult. And you know what? Weren't our lives difficult enough already? Now, in the main scheme of things, if you take a look at the rest of the world, our lives are freaking awesome. The biggest problem that we had with a pandemic was that we were low on the kind of toilet paper that best cushions are tushy. That was our issue. You know, they didn't have any chicken breast in the supermarket. I had to buy the frozen ones. No one ran out of food. Now, people did have a hard time in some cases. They did need food, and the donations uh, were, were needed, and a lot of people gave, but it was still there. We're talking about in the mains. There are two sides to the bell curve, people. Air conditioning still worked. Heat still worked. You still got entertainment. You had to suffer through a pandemic while watching The Last Dance. Are you kidding? The argument that 2020 was the worst year ever. Man, 2020 was a rough and tumble year for a lot of people. Some people had economic hardships. Some people lost uh, people. I lost people in in 2020. In comparison to world history, 2020 was so kick-ass awesome, it is hard to contain myself. We have lost our ability to kind of focus in. And that's the problem with what they did at the Capitol because they lost their ability to focus in. And they think they speak for us and they encouraged a whole bunch of people who already really unfortunately hate us to find more ways to go after us. We've got a lot of work ahead. Tremendous amount of work ahead. And it starts with just a smooth inauguration. Now, I can't tell you what's going to happen. What I hope is a smooth inauguration. Don't go. Don't bother. You got other work to do.
Then there's the conversation of, well, you know, they're supposed to be uh, protests at all 50 state capitals, and they're going to be armed. First of all, I support the Second Amendment, so it doesn't matter to me if you're armed. What does that matter? Me, I'm a concealed carry guy myself. But if you want to be armed, knock yourself out. Go have fun. It's fine. You have the Second Amendment. If you can lawfully carry a weapon, feel free. But I don't let that be an issue. You want to have protests? Have a protest. You know what you don't do? Don't get violent. When are we ever going to excuse that? We shouldn't. No one should. And as long as we are not the ones excusing violent activity for just willy-nilly causes like we saw at the Capitol, then we can continue to point out that there are too many people on the political left who have excused violent activity and that none of us should allow it. And then that will allow us to have the bigger, better, broader conversation and win more people over. There's a whole conversation we'll get into next week about what is that legacy of Trump and what is the good and what is the bad and being honest about it. But people are getting crazy over the inauguration, I think, more for story than for fact. Everyone take a breath. We're all going to make it. And we're all going to have an opportunity in this republic to keep the republic. I'm Tony Katz. Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your plans behind. Cause your friends don't dance and if so they don't dance, Project Veritas returns. This time, a recording of Jack Dorsey. CEO of Twitter, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. We're still there. Of course, TonyKatz.com for everything in the podcast at Rumble, rumble.com. 
And Jack Dorsey, well, he's got some things to say about Donald Trump's Twitter account and this just being the beginning. We do intend to do the full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we, you know, we we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account, and it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, or the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account and um, how it ties to real-world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. And the moves that we're making today uh, around uh, QAnon, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at um, and, and going deeper on. So um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue, but we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture. What is the much bigger picture, Jack? Is that us? I mean, that that's the question. Is that us? I've listened to this video a, uh, a couple times, the audio of the video, the, watched the video a couple times, and... I am not 100% sure if Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, is saying something that gets himself in trouble or saying something that can be kind of seen as a more broader conversation for rhetoric on the site, right? Really nasty, garbage stuff on, on Twitter. I, I honestly don't know, and I am I am more and more convinced that in this in this at least this clip, it is all about the eye of the beholder. You can take out of what Jack Dorsey said anything you want, right? Anything you choose, you can pull out of it. What I found interesting is that James O'Keefe said there's more to come, and I don't know what that is. You would have to have somebody of Jack's caliber saying, well, you know, we're just going to simply purge every conservative thought off of this platform and then it's going to work, right? Unless you hear, oh, yeah, we got to get Ted Cruz out of here. Unless you hear, oh, you know, we got to, no no more Mark Levin or Tony Katz. Nope. Until you hear specifics, like how I put myself in that category, you're welcome, everybody. Until you hear those kinds of specifics, I think this is just standard conversation. Ah, it's not a defense. No, 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 no. Not a defense of Jack Dorsey. It's it's taking a listen to what it is that that's that's being said and seeing seeing where it plays out. And I am not I'm not there that you can so aggressively kind of take that clip and say, see, this is the proof. No, I think you need a little bit more. I'll give you some proof of something. This is NBC telling you exactly how they twist a conversation. Listen. 
So now the Biden team will be caught having to course correct in real time this vaccination plan. And this, of course, goes back to, to testing and PPE shortages in the early days of the pandemic, where the Trump administration put all of the onus on the states and gave them none of the help. Well, now Joe Biden is trying to change that, a 180 degree flip. But in order to do it, he needs Congress to basically fund it. So this will be an early legislative yeah. test for him. It'll be an early legislative test for those Republicans who say, that they, you know, want to work with him and want to turn the page and, and all of that, Joy. So it's up to Republicans to do Biden's work? That's a weird twist, but it's one we hear all the time, right? It is assumed that every Democrat is going to agree. Why is that? How come no Democrats have their own mind? Don't anybody, doesn't anybody ever stand up and say, hey, that's a bad idea? Well, no, they don't because you get excommunicated that way. You just do what the overlords tell you and that's it. Nobody has their own mind. Republicans, I can't get five Republicans to figure out where to go for lunch. I got 10 of them voting for impeachment. The most bipartisan impeachment ever. Okay, that's that's a cute little stat right you got right there. Gonna work great on trivia night. Maybe gonna win a free beer. I'm Tony Katz. Ooh, I like beers. Tony Katz today. Yesterday, I am so sorry that I forgot. I apologize. Yesterday is the one-year anniversary of what can be described as the worst tweet of 2020. Whoa. The worst tweet of 2020. Do you know what that is, Producer Ari? No, I'm dying to know. I will I will tell you. It was January 14th, 2020. When the following tweet went out, preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of the novel coronavirus identified in Wuhan, China. That was the tweet from the World Health Organization one year ago yesterday. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, let me hear from you. 833-468-8669. Right? That's that's the worst tweet. That's the worst tweet of 2020. That, that was the start of the lie. They knew that there was a problem. They knew there were issues. They knew they were just full of it. Did not care. What? I mean, it, that's, a, that's a great piece of, of uh, remember when. Which people should remember when. Then there's this story, and uh, you can find this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. We shared the other day a tweet from the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, where he is channeling his inner Donald Trump. You would have thought Donald Trump hacked the account. And the story goes that... Andrew Cuomo tweets out, he doesn't have his own volition, he wasn't hacked. We need to open the restaurants, we need to open businesses, and we can't stay closed like this. We need to get back to, 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 to normal, basically. And you're like, holy crap, where has this guy been, 
Mr. Shutdown, Mr. Lockdown, Mr. Sit Down and Be Quiet, Jews. Well, it's, 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 it's what he said, and so did, so did Bill de Blasio. I mean, it was weird, right? It was a very single-out kind of thing, um, but it happened. And you're like, that's amazing. And then you see this from Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, according to CBS Local in Chicago, saying Chicago restaurants and bars need to be allowed to reopen as quickly as possible, not just to help those businesses survive, but to cut down on instances of private parties where people don't take precautions against COVID-19. Um, I was in Chicago Christmas Eve. Drove from my home in the Indianapolis area with my youngest, uh, wanted um, Garrett's popcorn. You ever, you ever have Garrett's popcorn? It, it's popcorn, but they've got the, the cheese, right? The cheddar cheese, and they've got the caramel, and uh, they, they put in the cheese, popcorn, they put in the caramel popcorn, they kind of give it a shake, and boom. Oh, it's magnificent. Garrett's popcorn is magnificent, stupid magnificent. Bunch of locations, always lines. It was 20 degrees, maybe it was less, maybe it was 15 degrees, and we waited online. We drove the three and a half hours to Chicago because we had nothing else to do. All right, go. Good bonding moment with the family. Boom, whole family didn't go, just me, me and the youngest. Off we went. So happy, so excited, big smile. We go. Everything is closed. It is a freaky ghost town. I got to admit, Chicago uh, for the holidays is beautiful. Really is. I do like Chicago. I mean, I, I, I grew up in New York, New Jersey, right? That is that is more of my, my feel. But I, I, I'm so thrilled, overjoyed to live in the Midwest and, and to be able to have this experience, right? I, I've lived in D.C. I've lived in the, that New York area, New Jersey. I've lived in Los Angeles. And now I get to live in America. And it's awesome. It's terrific. I highly recommend it. But everything is closed. There are no restaurants that are open. There are no, there are hotels. They're like, yeah, we're closed until further notice. Holy cow. We thought about, hey, maybe we'll all go up, spend a few days. There was there would be nothing to do. There was not a museum that was open. But the popcorn place was open. Got the popcorn. Ate one tin going uh, back and saved another tin for the, for the family. Made some deliveries and did the whole thing. So nothing was open. But now all of a sudden... We can get back open. The only thing that's changed between Christmas Eve and yesterday when the story came out was January 6th. The counting of the electoral votes. You see the tweet from Andrew Cuomo. You see this from Lori Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago, and you're like, holy cow, we actually did get played. No one, no one is serious about... Uh, the the stopping of businesses and, and restaurants and bars, they know it's nonsense. I don't know why they did it. To create fear and make people say, oh, this is what's happening. You know, uh, Trump, he ain't doing it right. Oh, Trump's out of office? Oh, yeah, get open. Better we can see you than you have some kind of private shindig where you could be spreading the evil. Does anyone believe that? Or does my conspiracy theory have more validity than Lori Lightfoot's complete and total insanity? And it, and it is insanity.
I think that people have the the are, are well within their rights to be like like outra- outraged, really and truly, because what we're seeing here is super ugly. It the you you shut these people down. You've hurt these people, and we're just supposed to say it's coincidence, coincidence that they can open up now. Producer Ari, you're you you know I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, not at all. Coincidental? No, what? Of course not. Right. This is so so. It's not coincidental. This is all a thing. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I I don't think that's controversial to say. Oh, I think people would lose their mind if you said that. Are you saying that they waited for Trump to definitely lose so they could open things back up and say, look what Biden has done? Yes. I'm surprised they're doing it so early. But the fact that they're willing to do it at all makes me say that they really and truly, really and truly, it looks like they played America. And I think that's just, I think that's just despicable. I think that's low rent. I think that's what everybody feared. And I think these people are going to have a heck of a time explaining it, right, uh, to to their constituents and to others. I would love to be wrong. Let's see who else makes the push. That'll be the question. Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute, brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Well, it doesn't always pair well with bourbon, but many Taco Bell fans will celebrate the return of potatoes to the Taco Bell menu. According to the USA Today, the food chain said former items featuring potatoes, such as the cheese fiesta potatoes and the spicy potato soft taco, will rejoin the menu starting March 11th. The offerings were removed from the Taco Bell menu in recent months, along with staples like the Mexican pizza, in response to the COVID. COVID-19 pandemic. But that's not all. Since then, Taco Bell has added some items back, such as nacho fries and the bacon club chalupa. But that's not all. The chain said it will also partner with Beyond Meat to create a plant-based meat option it will test in the next year. Exciting news for Taco Bell fans. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com. Search for Tony Katz and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat, Drink, Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat, Drink, Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. 
Being in business today means looking for ways to save money and service customers faster and better than ever. That means DAV processing. In-store and mobile credit card processing and online stores of all kinds, DAV processing can help almost any business except credit cards, even if the owner has their own credit issues. They even do consumer financing. Smart business people are making smart choices, and no choice for your business is smarter than DAV processing. Go now to DAVprocessing.com. That's DAVprocessing.com. DAVprocessing.com. Video is so important, video gets eyeballs, which means customers for your business. And you don't need a Hollywood budget to make videos that get seen and cause customers to make the phone ring. MakeMyCustomVideo.com can help. With MakeMyCustomVideo.com, one of their very qualified professionals will make you a beautiful, professional video for your business at a price that works for your budget. And to business people like you, a great video can make sales again and again and again. Go to MakeMyCustomVideo.com. That's MakeMyCustomVideo.com. So if you see the pictures of the Capitol, Washington, D.C., you'll notice that there are a lot of members of the National Guard there. And they're all sleeping on the floor of the Capitol. They're just hanging out there. There's, they got their packs, uh, they have their weapons, and they're just sitting there. Or they're sleeping there. Members of Congress are walking around them. And the whole thing doesn't make any sense. It also doesn't make any sense to Kurt Schlichter. He joins us right now. You catch his columns at townhall.com. His latest book, Crisis, book five in the Kelly Turnbull series, available at amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold, the retired Colonel Kurt Schlichter. Your look on this is different than my look on this, having the experience in the military. You're seeing the pictures, right? The, the top-down photos and the, 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 uh, the, these uh, National Guardsmen are all kind of spread out and everybody's sleeping. And here's the members of Congress walking through and walking around. I look at that and say that doesn't make any sense. You look at that and what do you say? I look at that, uh, Tony, and I say things that I can't repeat on an FCC-compliant radio show. Let me give you my bio. Four years active duty, 23 years uh, California Army National Guard. Civil, uh, civil support operations included the L.A. riots, Northridge earthquakes, and commanding over two battalions in the northern San Diego fires. I worked at uh, headquarters uh, uh, you know, in California. I worked at brigade level. I worked at battalion and company level on civil support. I wrote a law review article on it. I've written an infantry magazine on it. And what I saw made me want to puke. That was a disgrace on every level. A cluster of uh, a gaggle, uh, a, a herd of unkept troops not being not being led but used as a photo op i don't blame the soldiers i don't blame them at all i bl i don't blame the non-commissioned officers who are probably about 100 you know just furious at like 120 degrees angry at the utter embarrassment that that was i i i blame the officer corps 
particularly since these pe- these pictures went out and the folks in the Pentagon saw them. And if I had been the, comm- the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I'd have been in my car on the way over there to square it away. You know, every one of those soldiers had a sleeping bag. Every one of them had a sleeping bag. Every one of them had a cot. Where are they? Instead, they're just strewn around on the floor for photo ops. That's what it was. I mean, that's an allegation, man. I mean, I'm not saying that isn't what it looks like, but in, 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 I want to dig into what it is you're saying. You're making the argument that what we're seeing, the no cots, no sleeping bags, no sleeping mats, is purposefully a photo op, and the follow-up is for what purpose? How do you see it, Kurt Schlichter? Well, we're, we're, we're supposed to see that, you know, these poor troops, uh, you know, they, they, they've got to be here because they're under threat, they're under siege. You know, there are 20,000 troops in Washington. That's two divisions. The United States has, I believe, 12 active and eight reserve divisions. So that's 10 percent of our division, uh, equal to 10 percent of our divisional force. Now, interestingly, a division in a defensible position like the Capitol against an equally armed opponent, that is, you know, with weapons, uh, you would use a three-to-one average. You would as a planning team. You would say, "Hey, I need uh, uh, I, I need one, you know, one unit can take on three in the that are attacking us." So they've got two. So basically, their planning uh, their planning process is about six divisions of I, I guess guys dressed like Vikings uh, attacking Washington D.C. This time, bringing weapons. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's theater and it's disgraceful. It made the, look. Those guys look like clowns. Yeah, weapons strewn around. No, no order. No discipline. And you know, any non-commissioned worth his, officer worth his salt would not have tolerated that. They had to be told to be there. And there's no reason to be. There's no reason to be. There are a hundred other places that are tactically better than where they were set. To be, they they're, they're not like poised for to to repel invaders. Okay, if you want these guys to be able to uh, deploy, you put them outside, you put them in tents, or you put them in their hotel rooms. And in fact, many of them, apparently, according to my sources, do have hotel rooms. But to to let them lie around like that, look, the American people are looking at that, going, "What a bunch of slugs!" And frankly, a lot of them look like crap. But nobody looks good in winter gear, right? Y'all look a little like the Michelin Man. But let me tell you, a lot of those guys look like they were in uh, Colonel Vindman's army. I know that COVID has uh, uh, got down, uh, has impacted people's ability to exercise. But you know, you should look like a soldier if you're going to be representing the United States Army on TV. It was a disaster. First of all, who expected an Alexander Vindman reference? Kurt Schlichter joins us right now. The book Crisis in the Kelly, fifth book in the Kelly Turnbull series, available at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. I got about uh, two minutes. So I want to go back to what happened at the Capitol and the riot at the Capitol. Do you call it a riot? And yes. what is your take on those people? Because I'm not one of the people who calls them patriots and freedom fighters. That's not me. Um, what's your take? Uh, it was a riot. I mean, they, you know, they're attacking police. They're going places they aren't supposed to. They're causing damage. It's a riot. Uh, was it an insurrection? No, it wasn't an insurrection. It was a riot. And we, how do I know? Because I got lots of experience in it in the last year, as well as other topics. I, I, I think it was counterproductive. I think it was stupid. We are 
our, our thing is not about violating laws. I don't know what point they were trying to make. Look, I, I don't mind people getting loudy in the sense that they're yelling and catcalling. Uh, I do mind people breaking things. I do mind people, and, and look, I don't know if uh, uh, the uh, uh, the officer who died was killed as a result of an injury. There's rumor he's hit by a fire extinguisher. We haven't seen any actual facts. We just know baloney. But there is footage of some idiot hawking a, uh, a, a fire extinguisher at cops. No, unacceptable, meaning we don't accept it, and the dude's going to have to answer for it. That being said, uh, you know I don't think it, uh, I don't think any of this necessarily justifies the shooting by the cop. Uh, I will withhold judgment until there is a complete and full investigation. Although I don't believe the uh, Biden Justice Justice Department will do it fairly. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, I think it was a bad thing. I think some of the people were misguided. I think some of the people were provocateurs. I think some of the people were just idiots. And that's usually the way it goes. We're going to talk more about this. Kurt Schlichter, follow him at townhall.com. Read the columns. Crisis, the latest book in the Kelly Turnbull series. That's book number five by Kurt Schlichter at amazon.com. Be sure to get the entire series and all his other books. Kurt, always a pleasure. More coming. I'm Tony Katz.